0: Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to 5 quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs, from tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash studios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, electrical plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more. Starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount.
1: In Spanish, this is America. We have a national language. I well, check your fucking self because America does not have a national language.
0: To me, the idea of taking a child through a sex challenge to begin with is just nuts.
1: Walk down the hill and uh,
2: one the <laughs> <laughs>
3: There you go. <laughs> Can't
2: take me in there Stay solid. The tools <laughs>
0: What's happening, everybody? It is, of course, Thursday. Welcome to Man Tools. Um, As you can see on my screen, we are joined by my normal co-host, Eric Madrid, and uh, our guest right off the top, Mark from Cogstone Brewing. Um, What's going on, fellas? How's it going?
1: Hey, what's up? It's good to be back in the Man Tools thing, because apparently (laughs) I need to more than anybody else in the whole of the aronasphere because <laughs> while everyone is out there doing these fucking podcasts and um with the COVID concert series from the couch like I can't my my computer died so
0: well I'm there, was, there I'm digging there how no podcasts, uh
1: really.
0: I'm digging how our show now looks just like the tonight show so we have yeah. the same production value <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on equal.
3: Equal, equal footing for everyone i guess that's right <laughs> well well
1: we're back to our uh we we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program soon so let's see i was wanting to talk to mark about a couple of things mark you own and operate cogstone uh brewery yeah. here in town yep. that's over in like village seven um Like, uh, what was it, Wade's Cafe used to be over in that place, and now it's across the street.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's where where the old Wade's Cafe was.
1: Now, that's, you've also, (laughs) you've been there, what, about five years?
3: Four, yeah, it's our fourth year, yep.
1: About four years. Um, (laughs) Have you perfected the brats yet? (laughs) So I met Mark. (laughs) I met Mark. Out out, uh, this gal goes, "Oh, I know this place, and it's over by the house." We went over there, and we were like the only ones there because you guys were freshly opened. And we were we were all experimenting with cooking in the wood fire oven that night because you know how it is.
3: Oh yeah, okay yeah I remember that yeah we were trying yeah. to do broths in there yeah, yeah. We, we have a uh, we have a grill now that we cook them on so it's a lot better. Yeah. We have a grill on a and yeah, we're we're gonna be adding burgers here at some point. We're gonna roll it out like soon, but then this uh little corona thing hit, so it's gonna uh, delay the rollout of the burgers, but
1: mm-hmm. it's gonna delay the rollout of a lot of things, except you know, <laughs> kids <laughs> in and nine months quarantine babies.
3: <laughs> brings, right.
1: on, brings on a whole new meaning to that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like was pretty kid, right?
1: Yeah, you guys have uh you guys have expanded and grown. You're not just a you're not not, not just a bar. Um it's it's more like an eatery. There's really good food, like not bar food, you know? Um really good food. You guys you guys craft your own beer. And yep. uh, Tell us a little bit about that. How would you get into crafting your own beer?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, when I first moved to Colorado Springs, um, like 2005 or so, uh, that's when I kind of started brewing, and, um, I was just reading a lot of books and doing research trying to get it better and better, and, uh, um... Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. There's not <laughs> there's, there's no secrets to it. You just kinda keep cranking out beer and trying to perfect it, taste it, see how it see what needs to be fixed and try to keep getting recipes perfected was my goal. I my when I started brewing my whole goal was to open up a brew pub at some point or a brewery at some point. And yeah, that's that's the way it worked out was Just kind of started off with a a brown beer and perfected that one, then moved on to like a Belgian wit, and then got that to where I liked it, and then just kept going.
1: Let's see, you got you went for one one space, or it was like two spaces. You guys have expanded into a third uh, in that in that um, in that strip mall, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, we yeah we had the, we had Wade's, and then we took the space next door to it, which was like a tattoo shop originally, I think. Um, yeah. They. And it. I was
1: gonna say before the before the Rona, you know, Hurricane Rona hit, it was <laughs> uh, it was always jam packed in there. You, uh, we often frequented your place just for uh, what the geeks who drink night, super fun. We go in there and not take place. That was our goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I think that's everyone's yeah. goal. <laughs> not to take that place. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's always crazy trying to start your own business. Do, now, did you do this with – did you start up with just yourself, or did you have a partner? Uh, no, I have you...
3: uh, Yeah, there's a co-owner, uh, Robert is the other guy. Um, so we're 50-50 owners, and we both brew half the beer. Um, yeah so it was it was it was him and I we kind of partnered up to make it happen. Yeah.
1: And then going about doing this cuz this is something a lot of people have no clue about like we've said this before on the show there there are employee mentalities and then there are owner mentalities and there's you know there's a there's a big chasm between those two mentalities. There's a paycheck guy and somebody's a hustler. Like somebody's really hustling. And can you tell us a couple of the pitfalls and some of the things that you got to go through just to open up your own business in the state of Colorado?
3: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of hurdles, man. It's like uh, just with especially with the brew pub, uh, you have to get all these different licenses, licensing stuff. So the first thing you get your business license, then you try to find a a, a location because you can't get your liquor license and your brewing license without a location. so You need the location and the location has to be approved by them. So it's this whole, there's always kind of like a like a gamble but there's a lot of time involved. It's not, there's the there's, there's, there's potential to pay a lot of rent without having done anything. because At the time we started, breweries were going crazy. And there was like a six or eight month uh, wait for the brewing license from the, uh, the, the TTV, the uh, Alcohol and Tobacco Bureau. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so that six to eight months just for that. So you can't do anything until you have that. And uh, the city is involved with it because it's a brew pub. And so there's there's they have to come in and, and – look at everything make sure it's all good to go and it's just it's just one thing after another and then there's a whole thing with the building aspect of it the build-out part with the regional building department and that's like a whole nother ball of wax <laughs> with that <clears> there's <throat> just a lot of things that can go wrong and like with our building we had a lot of things just kind of grandfathered in because it was it was wade's cafe so there was kind of making sure that those Things were grandfathered in. If not, it was going to cost us, you know, X amount more to, to let's say, put a new hood in or something. Or the bathrooms have to be a specific way because it, they didn't, if it didn't get grandfathered. So it's just, it's it, it's a lot of, a lot of little, tape issues, to get through. It took us. We thought it would take us like, a year or so from like. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do this find a place and do everything. It took us like two years to like <laughs> to make everything happen. And from like con concept uh conception to um you know, inception to starting it. It was it there was a lot of stuff that neither of us anticipated, you know. <clears throat> just getting the construction bid takes a long yeah. time. Yeah, it was it was it was a long time. It was a lot of like like just time where the space was doing nothing, just trying, just waiting on things to happen, and if you you don't want to kind of, at least for us, we didn't want to put the cart before the horse, where we're kind of, you know, okay, yeah, our our TTP will will be fine, we'll get it, we should get it, no problem, and if we did all the build-out, we spent all that money, and then we don't get it, they want us to change something, like significant, then we're we're hosed, so it's kind of, it's just a waiting game, if you want to do it, without uh, it's without a lot of capital you know just
1: yeah, wasting capital it's wasting <laughs> capital and it really stacked against you um, to start your own business which is uh,
3: at least uh, at least for a, a bar group of it seems so it's there's just a lot of red tape
1: well I had a uh, little experience in doing that too and uh, yeah there's a whole lot of red tape Um <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> okay. He's like some bitch. <laughs> uh,
3: no, I had some experience,
1: also in, in, in a couple other ventures. And it's the easiest one I found. is seems to me to be the most dangerous. Um, I had a, a, a what was it? It's a it was a landscape maintenance crew. So big machinery and <laughs> things that will kill you.
3: Like,
1: <laughs> nail guns and ladders and they're like yeah sure here fuck it here take a license we don't care yeah,
3: yeah I know it's <laughs> they're like
1: yeah sure but good God if you want to sell a beer oh they will get it's you
3: crazy and I and, and I heard to do those food trucks there's a lot of little nuances to like doing a food truck as well there's just just a, there's just a lot of hoops to jump through.
1: You know, and here's one thing with this whole coronavirus. There was a lot of people trying to tell us to, uh, at our place, to go ahead and do, you know, get food trucks out there and get this out there. And I'm like, that, that's actually, you know, screwing me over because of the type of license we had. Have. have to sell percentage of food, a very large percentage. So.
3: Oh, you're you you have food your your thing too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's.
3: Yeah, it's, that would just that that would just wipe out your.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we're totally, we're totally hose <laughs> us over uh, as far as being audited for complying with the terms of your license. Well, so,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're relaxed on that, though. I'm sure that's kind <clears> of <throat> not a thing right now.
1: A lot of things are not a thing right now, and I find it I find it interesting that the only real places that are being um, you know super hit hard are the service industry places. Anything service industry oriented or capitalistically orientated or you know entrepreneurially orientated, yoga studios, karate's places, gyms, you know bars, restaurants. That's we're all getting we're all gonna we're all getting hosed on this deal.
3: Probably I mean, anything that's classified as like an assembly, like like bars and restaurants are assemblies. That's probably part of mm-hmm. probably part of the deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my betty. He was gonna, you know, saddle up with us to do uh sponsorship we have the boxing gym right here by the house.
3: Not anymore. Yeah, that's ho- hopefully people can come back from it. I hope there's you know that uh that stimulus that they sent out for <clears throat> small businesses to get like a loan to kinda of tide them over. Yeah. hopefully so cool. that's Works out. I will
1: I will warn any of our listeners right now. Please look up what the word forbearance means because if you don't know, you're going to fuck yourself over. <laughs> very soon. What they mean by that is they will give you three months without having to make payments. At the end of that three months, not only is the past three months due, but the fourth one that is coming up is also due. That's a forbearance. It doesn't tack onto the end of your loan for your mortgage or your car payment or anything like that it just gives you the leeway for the next couple of months but then it's all due at the end of said grace period so watch out for that one i i had a couple people ooh, they're like yeah i just did that thing and i'm like oh wait you know what that word means right
3: <laughs> they're like yeah i don't have to pay right <laughs> yeah it's awesome. good times <clears throat> good times so foreclosures
1: in your future i get it ah i see i understand <laughs> Yeah, there's
3: gonna yeah. be a lot of that. There's gonna be it's is like what 10 million people trying to get like un, unemployment right now, or something like whatever. that. You know, about just as
1: yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's uh, I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that uh, I don't I don't have many complaints. Uh, you know, one or two that uh, we have. You know, I just I just try to tell everybody be safe, be mindful, take reasonable precautions and don't let the government take everything out from under you while you're not fucking paying attention. It That's it, true. Yeah, you know, don't let them get away with anything just because you're worried about something else. Stay vigilant. Trevor's frozen. I can't see him move. All I see is him drink a beer, and then he's frozen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm trying, uh, I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying to not stomp on the conversation because over here, here and you know,
3: doing some shady stuff it's on the good. side. It, it, you, you know, uh, the gun law
1: stuff. I don't, I don't know if that's in the news tonight. I think it was in last week, but there are a lot of things, that, you know, basically pricing the middle class out of being able to afford any kind of any kind of firearm at all. It was a tap that would basically price anybody in the middle class out of, you know, wanting oh. to. Own a gun, so like 500% tax on ammunition, Whoa. 300% tax on rifle, long rifles.
3: When was that? Was it when? When, uh, when did they?
1: They were trying to push that first of March.
3: Okay, because exactly. I, I was scrolling through my, I think it was Google feed or one of those feed things, and there was an article. I kind of glossed over, but some guy, I think it was in Texas somewhere, where he. Uh, it said like uh, concealed concealed gun carrier saves the day by shooting some robber or something like that. So like, like the counter, I'm the
1: I'm surprised that made the news.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was you know? on. It was just it was in my feed. But yeah, you can like the they're like the like the give and take of you know. Hey, we want to pass this law. Well, hey, look what just happened. There's a concealed gun guy. He just Good thing he was concealed weapons guy. You know he was there to save the day. It's like this. There's always like a give and take. There's always like a yin and yang of. It really is. Gun conflict, but I, 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 I I doubt there's no way the current Congress can pass. There's no way they can pass that. No way.
0: All right, we got some stuff in the. uh, (laughs) They
3: can't pass. We got some stuff in the in the chat.
1: Oh, yeah, we can't see the chat, so... So, so first, uh, there's
0: a couple of hi, Eric, uh, glad to have you back type stuff, so... No, you don't care. You don't, nobody um,
1: nobody
0: cares. It's just Trevor <laughs> and the girls. That's all we want to see. Give me then, more then, of Trevor. Uh, I'm
3: I glad you're This and and like then, a team uh, Trevor team Eric. I've and, like, seen his feet. The <laughs> <laughs> then
0: there's Beer Crinton says, uh, Your Highness, I do respectfully apply for my Liberty permit.
1: <laughs> I
3: love you Dave
0: Um, And then El Mateo is asking about The Thor Bjornson 501kg Deadlift uh, That's coming up in sports El Mateo So we'll get to that And then uh, Ryan says Happy birthday Steve I'm not sure what Steve he's talking about
1: One of the Steves has a birthday obviously Happy
0: birthday Steve <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh Eric, was that, that gun law thing, was that a state thing or a federal?
1: No, that was federal. Um wow. That was going to be a federal yeah, a federal hike on the uh, – there was a petition that went around, uh, that first round of offered stimulus, the very first round of offered, offered stimulus uh, idea, where everybody's going to get like 600 bucks or whatever lame amount. Uh, basically what you get if you're on welfare right now, like just everybody would get it. Right. And uh they were going to that was part of the pork. Jesus. So uh,
3: Yeah, big Yeah, that would never going get past the Senate would never like maybe maybe no, the house no. maybe there's like a slight chance on the House, but Senate would be like, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So yep, uh, Mark, yep. you, are you guys doing like uh curbside or delivery or uh any of that type of stuff to stay afloat right now?
3: Yeah, we do. We do. We're doing full menu takeout right now, of course with crawlers um, and growlers. We'll fill whatever, pretty much whatever you bring in. You know, if it's like, uh, if it's a like sixteen, well, yeah, if it's like thirty-two ounces or more, we'll fill that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much all we can do right now. Uh, I think. We're on DoorDash, I think, or like, a delivery deal. To yeah, beer. I yeah. didn't see
1: that. That's, all, that's the only way I can eat is DoorDash. But... <laughs> I think oh. we're on
3: DoorDash. Like, they come in and get and they get orders, like, one or two a day. They come in.
1: Fuck um, yeah, I need a growler and some fries. Stop.
3: <laughs> I don't know yeah. if they can do the beer part. I'm not. They haven't tried that, but they can do food for sure.
1: Whatever, well, they're, they're saying delivery on beer. Somebody was
3: saying
0: it. Yeah, I thought. I thought Polis said, "Uh, if you have a yeah. a liquor license, you can do. Uh, yeah, you can deliveries. Close. Yep.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah, you, you can, can do it. We're 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 not there yet. We don't. That's a lot of, a lot of. I don't know, risk, but just a lot of work for us to be able to to go to people's houses and deliver beer and with
1: like it. A, let yeah, let let DoorDash do it because if you because you have to have a bank account and uh, it'll your bank account is linked to your ID, which is then that's the if you click on it that's your ID, so they know you're over 21 and have a valid ID and have a bank account. That's the only way you can pay for your your uh, DoorDash. Okay, I'm calling. I'm getting a grab tonight. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe the, maybe will do it. I, have, I, don't I know. have
1: freezers and cases, you know, full of beers at my disposal. It's just not, not really.
3: It, yeah, we got like, um, I think we got eleven beers on tap, ten or eleven right now. Uh, I the,
1: put, go ahead. Um, uh, my favorite is the uh, chips and salsa.
3: It's yep, so delicious. we got delicious. that. We got that. We got tons of that going. That's one of the most popular beers during this Corona thing. Maybe it's like a, cause it's the coronavirus. People want like a Mexican type flair to their beers. I don't know. It, but uh, it's the, the Chips and Salsa is going, it's probably the best seller. Maybe, maybe tied with the IPA. I, IPA always is a big seller for us. But uh, yeah, the Chips and Salsa for sure. We're, we're going through that like crazy excellent
1: excellent uh, well man there's a whole bunch uh there's a whole bunch of other stuff we we're going we got to get to let's get over uh, you're more welcome to hang out with us and chitty chat with us the rest of the time or if you got somewhere to be we understand cuz mantle's rule number 1 is work comes first <laughs> and what's really fun is like you guys look like you're the Jamaican team you got the green and the yellow and the we don't see that on Trevor's side because he's got the cool green screen, But from my view, <laughs> you guys look like the Jamaican bobsled team.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> the flag was <looks laughs> out. All
0: right. Well, Mark, do you want to hang out for some news and some sports and stuff?
3: Um, I'll I'll I'll, I'll probably head out. I'll just you know, um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just head out. I don't want to like
1: well, uh, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, you get back to work, man, because it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, you know, dog eat dog world out there, and somebody's got to feed the cats. I don't know what the fuck
3: that meant. I just gotta... so real quick, where
0: can <laughs> folks find uh, Cogstone? I assume you guys have a website, Facebook, all that stuff.
3: Yep, we're on everything. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We've got uh, a website. Um, everything has. Well, Twitter doesn't have our menu on it, but Facebook and our website has the menu, CogstoneBrewing.com. Um, and I think on Facebook it's just Cogstone Brewing. And uh, yeah, that's so yeah. Come and get some growlers and some food to go. It's pizza. happening. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. COVID yeah. Thank you so much.
1: And we will. Uh, I'll see you. You know, when this this whole thing's over for sure, I'll see you down at the shop. So. All right, man. All right, man. Always a pleasure to hang out with you.
3: Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. We'll we'll catch you later, guys.
1: See ya.
0: All right. Uh, Let's get into some news, Eric. Did I lose you? I lost you. All right. We're going to get him back. tried to anyways. We appreciate your patience, folks. We're going to try to get Eric back in. Okay. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to uh, move on to the little news intro and hopefully I can get Eric back while we're doing that. So uh, again, thank you for your patience. Alrighty folks, going to keep trying to get Eric back in there. We'll see if it works. Uh, In the meantime, we'll get into uh, the first news story and hopefully we can get him in shortly. So uh, first up in the news, we have this uh, story on uh, gender marketing. and how it, at least according to this guy, fails. Um, this comes from... Man, why is my mic so quiet? This comes from... There we go, that's a little better. Let's try cranking that up. This comes from, hey, hey, checky checks, check, there we go, that's a little better. Sorry about that, folks, uh, this comes from HBS Working Knowledge, written by uh, Dina Gertemann, I guess. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that name or not, but uh, we'll go with that. Um, but uh, they talk about some brands that uh, try to market specifically towards a particular gender. Uh, they bring up Chick Beer, which tried to entice weight conscious women uh, with their 97 calorie and three and a half carbs per bottle, which they tout as being about the same as half a carrot. Uh, and Clutch, a brand of dryer sheets, that encourages men to uh, grab your manliness, promising that girls will like the way your clothes smell, or they'll refund your order. Uh, I haven't heard of that Clutch dryer sheets. Um, but it goes on to say that uh, these type of gender appeals actually end up uh, alienating the audience and i would have to disagree um i th- i think it does alienate the female audience <laughs> but i think uh this is a case of us dumb guys being dumb guys i think that uh i think that these uh marketing ploys towards guys work very well towards guys <laughs> Uh we're just not that smart to overcome it, so we fall for it uh, i'm not really not really sure why what the psychology is there, but somehow we're more susceptible to this type of uh influence than the ladies are so there you go um but I think for women just wrapping something up in pink and telling them that it's you know they should have it uh I don't think that works terribly well. Um, but if you market a men's thing for men, men will buy it. I know that because I buy stuff like that all the time. Um, and then up next, we have, uh, 15 cars. Now, oh, Eric says the computer died. So, um, Jeez Louise, you got to love this technology. <clears throat> um, up next, we have 15 cars that are the biggest chick magnets. So if you uh, if you want to chime in on this, uh, you can, of course, go via the chat on whichever platform you're watching the show on. Um, or you can always call in at 719-285-9863. We would love to hear your opinions on uh, some of this stuff. We'll see if this page actually reloads for me. 'Cause of course why would it stay loaded up? I would that would be more convenient. So of course that's not how it's gonna work. <laughs> okay. I guess that's not happening. Maybe if I'd open it from here. Ah, there it goes. And we'll just pop it in. So 15 cars that are the biggest chick magnets. Uh, Let's see. the Chevy Tahoe. All right. I wasn't expecting an SUV on this list for whatever reason. But okay. Uh, That's a pretty tough car. I could see how ladies would like a, a man that drives something like that. I believe Tony Soprano in the first season of The Sopranos drove a Chevy Tahoe, if I'm not mistaken. So, alright, uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, number 14, the 2019 Mustang GT Premium Convertible. Uh, that is a sexy-looking vehicle, I have to say. Uh... <clears throat> They say that it's a chick magnet for several reasons. First off, it's got that Mustang logo, which, yep, as soon as you see that, you know it's a Mustang. Um, The second is the car itself is comfortable and fast. Those are both nice. Uh, And the third is that it looks uh, good either top-up or top-down. Okay, yeah. Convertibles always look cool. Like, well, I guess there, there could be some exceptions, like a, I don't know. A Volkswagen Beetle convertible isn't that anything snazzy but uh, a muscle car that's a convertible hell yeah uh, 13 okay this is apparently not <coughs> not restricted to cars that we can uh, possibly own a Lamborghini Huracan Porf- Porformante and I know I butchered all that Italian I uh, but yeah, of course a Lamborghini. Duh. If nothing else, uh, it's a chick magnet because it says that you have a gigantic wallet. <laughs> uh, BMW M5, that's always a good, you know, BMWs. Yeah, I can see that being a definitely being a chick magnet. The Mazda CX-9... Grand Touring all-wheel drive. I don't see anything terribly special about that. Chevy Camaro, 2SS. I don't know why the picture's not showing up. Okay, I guess as we go down the page, there's no more pictures. A Tesla Model 3. Mm, I don't know. It looks like they're uh, the bottom of the list uh, is pretty well grounded, and then they kind of go off the rails as they get to the uh, the higher numbers so <clears throat> good try <laughs> um, which brings us uh, that's really all the news we got was just those two things but uh, we do have some election slash politics stuff so let's get into that yes shall we if I can find that scene there we go Oh, yeah, I left that up. Uh, So. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's not that shouldn't be the first politics thing. There we go. This is what I wanted. Uh, Earlier this week, they had one of those uh, daily press briefings about uh, the coronavirus stuff with the coronavirus task force. Um, And President Trump. (laughs) proving that he is not only the Commander-in-Chief, he is also the Troll-in-Chief, basically made the members of the press corps sit through a video, which uh, (laughs) showed how full of shit they were when this first started. So, uh, (laughs) this is pretty awesome.
4: A few uh, clips that we're just going to put up. We could turn the lights a little bit lower. I think you'll find them interesting. And then we'll answer some questions. I'll ask you some questions because you're so guilty, but forget it. Uh, but most importantly, we're going to get back onto the reason we're here, which is the success we're having. Okay? Uh, please, you can put it on. Thank you. How worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States.
0: <laughs> oh, it's not? <laughs> and then I guess this is a little timeline well, we've asked them to
4: accelerate whatever they're doing in terms of a vaccine we are cutting into what was not a white house coronavirus task force briefing i am Ari melber our special coverage continues we are going to avoid airing any more of this
2: white house
0: of course they are because he's shitting all over them
3: <laughs> <laughs> let's see
4: We have them. So this
3: was produced by government employees, by, by people here at the White House, this campaign style I, I wouldn't use here. the word
4: produced. All they did was took some clips and they just ran them for you. The press has not treated these incredible people who've done such a great job. They haven't treated them fairly. They're way off. We were way ahead of schedule. The middle of March, should you have closed it down earlier? I closed down cluster. from China. Excuse me. I closed it down from China.
2: You bought yourself some time and you didn't <laughs> use it to prepare hospitals. You didn't use it to ramp up testing. Right you're so, now, you're nearly so, 20 million
4: you're so people are unemployed. It's so disgraceful the way you said it. I just, so it. I just went over it.
2: I just went over it. In an it. unprecedented crisis. Nobody
4: and thought of we should they start. do it. And right. when I did it, but what do you do with
2: the time that you bought? The, what the do you do? month of February. That's the did? gap. What do you do?
4: What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You had cases when you, in you, you, excuse me, you reported it, zero cases, zero deaths on January seventeenth.
2: The entire January, month of February. the January, I said in January Your video has a complete gap On
4: January thirty.
2: What did your administration do in February With the time that your travel ban bought? A lot,
4: what? a lot And in fact we'll give you a list What we did, in fact part of it was up there it We did a lot a Look, look <laughs> uh,
0: I love that <laughs> Just here you go <laughs> Here's a video of you guys fucking up, <laughs> and of course, uh, we all know that Trump's going to be running against Joe Biden. Uh, and here's a video begging the question: uh, Does Joe Biden have dementia?
2: Good evening, good evening, everyone. And all Americans should be grateful to the Speaker's leadership and for minority leaders, Schumer's leadership. We're going to work in the direction of making sure that we make sure that everyone, in fact, has access to education. Making I, sure I, that I'm we make sure. Endorse, I've endorsed uh, um, the loss of uh, that, that you would have, in fact, oh, any, any doctor's bill you have. But even I can't do that for another two years, another a year between now and November. Or actually January. They can't build... <laughs> Any factories or any any anything within one mile of the estuary oh. of the Delaware River and the Atlantic Ocean and the Chesapeake, and so but the whole point of this is that we can do a lot to deal with endangered species. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse, no matter what. Why doesn't mm-hmm. he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say you it. You know, I Donald guess. Trump but was really Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. I just I just can't figure the guy. It's like it's I don't know, it's like watching a yo-yo. I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching it feels that way. <laughs> it, I wanna ask it, I wanna <laughs> We need to activate the reserve corps of doctors and nurses and beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush these crush of cases. And uh in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. We can take we, can, we we can make a personal productive equipment. Look, here's the deal. We have to do what we did in the 40s, and the 20s, and the 2020s, tending to our elderly loved ones. Oh, this is the United States of America. Thank you all for listening. Oh
0: <laughs> I feel bad and sad watching that, like this poor guy, I don't know who's making him do this, but he should not be up there doing what he's doing. He really shouldn't um Wow, yeah this it just shame on whoever is pushing him into this. Uh the only reason that I can think of that's kind of legitimate for him to be running for president is that uh you know back back when we even played the video where he was bragging about uh having the Ukrainian prosecutor fired um and Trump talked about investigating that while they went oh, you can't investigate a political rival. And at the time, he was not a political rival. Well, now that he's in the presidential race, especially now that he's the nominee for the other party, he is a political rival, which means that any investigation into him does have a taint to it, Uh, (laughs) is tainted by that whole, well, you're just investigating him because he's a rival. Um, That's the only reason I can think of that they've pushed... Uh, the, the only legitimate reason that he would be interested in being in this race. The other potential reason that I can see is that, uh, his mental state will open up the door for somebody else to quote, save the party at the convention. And I would presume that that person's last name would be Clinton, uh, most likely Hillary, but it could even be Chelsea. Uh, I just get a feeling that that's what we could see happening. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. This is going to be a very interesting, uh, kind of sad presidential race. So, Jared says VP to take over. Uh, You mean Hillary will be his VP to take over? I'm not sure it'll even get to that point. I have a feeling they'll get to the convention and just go, oh... Joe is so dementia that we can't even run him uh, against Trump and we need someone to save us and it'll be Clinton that that just gets uh, by convention gets nominated. Because you have to keep in mind these political parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, they're private entities. They don't even have to follow their own rules. Just ask Bernie Sanders. So it's hard telling what they'll what kind of bullshit they'll pull. <laughs> Obama <laughs> What are you talking about, Jared? Call hey, Jared, call in. So we can talk about this. I want to hear more about what you what you have to say. The number is seven one nine two eight five nine eight six three. Um yeah, I don't know I don't know what you mean, Obama. Obama can't you, you mean Obama's gonna be his V P and then get another term just by him dipping out okay maybe Michelle <laughs> I guess anything's possible I think I think a Clinton is going to be running again um, somehow you know and it's going to make her look like oh I didn't really want to do this but for the sake of the party I'll take one for the team I think I think it'll be a uh, either just Clinton Running directly as president or Clinton as his running mate, and then they'll very quickly go, uh, Joe can't take it and throw her in. So, yeah, it's wild. Um, I will say this, though, I don't, there's no fucking way that Trump doesn't win another term. If you think that he has any chance of losing, you are out of your goddamn mind. That's not going to happen. He, we're looking at for sure four more years of Trump, no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> the The Democrats have been a complete shit show this election cycle, so <clears throat> they maybe if they ran Sanders, but even then, no one no one wants a fucking commie. The dude honeymooned in Moscow. You can't get any more commie than that, so. There's no way that uh, that Sanders could win either. Uh, anyways, that does it for politics or election coverage. Um, so now we're going to get into what's pissing me off. Nope, and I, uh, I don't have the right video queued up. Let's see. I'm gonna pull that up because I want to show. I want to show the correct one, uh, for sure.
4: hearing a lot of reports uh, around here.
0: So this is uh Colorado Governor Jared Polis at uh his he does a daily COVID-19 update as well like the, just like the president. Um and uh well I'll let this, the the question and his answer speak for itself.
4: And I know I've seen some stuff going on statewide about neighbors reporting on other neighbors for not following the orders. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of rebellion out here against uh, your orders, which have been called tyrannical, against local health department orders, um, being equated uh, to Nazism. Um, what do you, how do you react to that? What do you say to those people All right, who you are got a call. clearly getting frustrated?
0: Hello, hello. You were on the air with Mantools.
5: What's going on, Trevor? How you doing, man?
0: Good, how's it going? Uh, everybody, this is my cousin Jared who was kind of in the chat talking about uh, Michelle Obama coming into the presidential race. Yeah, absolutely. You think so?
5: Uh, I think there's a good possibility of it. I mean, Biden already said that he was going to uh, have a uh, female VP. Um, still got some of that power behind the Obama name right now. I think Michelle might be a an option for him.
0: I think that's possible. I, I think I think a, a ticket that includes a, a Clinton yeah. is way more likely though.
3: Uh,
5: it is possible. Uh I think Hillary's lost a lot of steam. Um the 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 Bernie Bros is who's kind of is kind of the, the the out there perspective that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, Where there's going to be a possibility of, you know, they're going to want somebody that's closer to closer line to the far left than anybody else. And I think of Michelle Obama or maybe, maybe Elizabeth Warren.
3: I don't know, man. Maybe.
0: I guess that's possible i i just have a i don't know for some reason i have a feeling that we're going to look at uh, we're going to see a clinton on the ticket somehow and um she's going to try to make it seem like oh i didn't really didn't want to run but you know joe's so fucked up with dementia that here i am
5: yeah 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 i mean and that'd be that'd be her her dream absolutely i mean she's been wanting to run this country since i don't know since the early 60s you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I
5: think that's an absolute truth right there.
0: And and I think she'll yeah, spin yeah. it. She'll spin it like, oh, you know, I really didn't want to do this, but I'll take but one for the team because think- I'm such a good person.
5: Yep, yep. You know, I've spent my time in the DNC running the Clinton Foundation. Yep, and I've got the time and the freedom right now. I might as well. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be very interesting. I mean, if if if. He actually even makes it to the primary might actually shock me. I think the DNC is going to come out with a out of the left field with somebody else. I I don't think that they're going to back him fully. They're going to have somebody in the in the pocket that's going to run third party.
0: Well, it, it what I could see happening because uh, here's the thing too, like the the because the political parties are private entities they don't even have to follow their own rules like there's nothing illegal uh <laughs> when they go here's the rules and then they go ah, nope it's this guy um so they could have a convention where they just uh you know they they say Biden's mental health can't uh handle running for president and they just throw someone that we're not even talking about in there i guess
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, Buttigieg could be a good candidate. I mean, they kind of fits their platform right now. But yeah, I, I yeah, it might be, it might come down to the case. I mean, they're, they're the DNC right now. What I, as I'm seeing, they, they are questioning his, his mental well-being. Even though they're trying to back him right now, they know he's never going to defeat Trump, and that's the biggest problem.
0: No, I mean, they're,
5: they're, they're until engaged. he
0: was, until he was the presumptive nominee, the president that he served under wouldn't endorse right. him. <laughs>
5: True story. True story. <laughs> That's why I'm saying Michelle might be a might be a sliding candidate right there. She might do it. Your BP right there. Bam. Ready to go.
0: I yeah, I mean I guess it's possible, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's hard telling. I was uh like I said, I think I think the only reason he's sticking to it is because as long as he's uh he's legitimately a political rival, they can um Use that to prevent Trump from investigating any of his shenanigans with uh, Ukraine or China, because they they can immediately go. You're only investigating me because I'm your political rival.
5: Absolutely, absolutely, and and, and Hunter Biden is, is guilty as everybody else in the in the whole DNC, if you ask me personally. But that's opinion.
0: Oh yeah, he's um, he's a piece of garbage.
5: Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, with they're basically trying to i think with running joe right now is running interference because of how deep uh the the dnc itself and and their political corruption and how they're trying to manipulate elections through the ukraine through the russia through china um they're just trying to cover their own asses right now because honestly trump is digging up all the dirt on them and the unfortunate thing is the media right now won't even speak the
0: truth no <laughs> they, yeah they're uh yeah it's a trip i don't know like <clears throat> just that video where he shows shows their hypocrisy to them you know that we just played like <laughs> and then they all they all start crying and whining <laughs> yeah there's yeah. they're just huge babies
5: yeah yeah it's it's all it's it's all fake it's all fake news it's all you know yeah it's all it's all false it's all yeah it's all trump's fault yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy this is the most insane uh political environment i think you could ask for in a fiction novel
0: well it's definitely we, we live in a time where things are more polarized than ever like um I don't know you're looked at as insane if you're like well i'm conservative but i have some criticisms of trump and then it's like oh oh oh," you know (laughs) um and the flip is if you're uh if you're lean to the left at all and you say that he's done anything good uh you're immediately shouted down as some kind of maniac as well
5: yeah you're demonized immediately you're demonized immediately and and in, in this political environment, even in the the fringe groups of the far left of like Antifa are are almost praised as being, you know, fighters fighters for the revolution, fighters for freedom. When their whole their whole premise is even completely false and anti-fascism. Oh
0: yeah, yeah I mean,
5: their their
0: uh, their platform is you have to say what we agree with or you can't talk. And we'll we'll smack yeah, yeah. you in the face with a bike lock
5: <laughs> exactly I mean, history repeats itself, and it's it's just it's kind of crazy actually, I mean, trying to be a student of history uh looking at it and seeing you know it's, it's like the brown troops again it's just insane insanity, and it's all perpetrated on fairness and and socialism and the way that we see it as a as a whole rather than what's actually functional
0: yeah i don't know this yeah this election is is nuts um but i don't to be honest i don't know that the uh democrats could run anybody that could beat trump
5: no absolutely not there's no way um I don't, I don't believe so. I don't believe there's anybody in the political party right now that can actually hold a candle to even handling the the, the management or mismanagement of the COVID-19 outbreak. The DNC doesn't have anybody, anybody.
0: Well, it yeah, because they keep uh, I keep seeing stuff where they point at uh, economic numbers right now, and they're like, this is Trump's economy. It's like, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't a hallmark of what his economy has been. Uh, also, I'd point out, because those same types of people usually say something about, oh, look how capitalism can't handle a crisis. Well, it takes a crisis to push capitalism to empty shelves. Empty shelves is the default for socialism.
5: Yep, absolutely.
0: You don't need a crisis for socialism to have shortages.
5: Socialism is the crisis. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's been an interesting times. I mean I don't you know, being down here where I am and uh watching the the way the the local government's been handling things and um, you know, we had curfews put in place where you're not even allowed to leave your house from nine PM to five AM. Um obviously very left leaning political parties. Um but you, you you see how even the mindset of the left excuse me the left leaning kind of ideals is um for the greater good, and that has never been the the standing point for what has brought America to be great is is for the greater good right what made america it was American ingenuity and 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 the idea of I can make things better rather than falling in line with the sheeple.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting times. And I, I, I hope to, I hope to see the, uh, I hope to see actually Hillary Clinton be the, the VP candidate. That would be a trip.
0: Mhm. Yeah, because then anyway, she would she would only Biden's have to debate Obama. Pence. Uh, you know that would be the easy slot for her. You know she only has to debate Pence. She doesn't have to debate Trump. Uh, but the pickle there is, Biden would have to debate Trump. <laughs> True
5: story. That, <laughs> Which, yeah, that would end quick.
0: <laughs> those those <laughs> are going to be one. that that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is watching Biden Biden try to debate Trump while his mind deteriorates.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be I mean, unfortunately i I hate to laugh at anybody's, you know, misfortune, but that would be pretty funny. But hey brother, I gotta I gotta I gotta run and take care of the kids real quick, but okay, man. I'm gonna continue watching. Thank you. All right,
0: thanks for calling in. God bless. You too. Alrighty. Uh so we'll push on with this. Uh <laughs> that was cool. Um So this, uh, just a refresher, this video here that I'm playing is uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis being questioned about uh, kind of the, uh, as they're being described, Nazi uh, tactics in enforcing these, uh, you know, getting neighbors to spy on neighbors and turn each other in kind of thing um, that's being reported. So here we go.
4: Um, Being uh, equated to Nazism. Um, what do you, how do you react to that? What do you say to those people who are clearly getting frustrated with this, uh, stay at home order?
6: Well, well, first of all, as you know, as, as a, as a Jewish American who lost family in the Holocaust, I'm offended by any comparison to uh, Nazism. Uh, react.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to stop it right there. Like that's not an answer. You can be offended and get emotional, but that's not and you're not under apparently understanding the question. Um, what they're getting at is that the methods that you're employing, uh, are similar to those employed by the Nazis. Uh, the Nazis did stay at home orders (laughs) and curfews and decided which businesses were essential and which ones weren't, which is what this governor has done. Um, he may not have based those decisions on the racial background of, you know, the owners of the businesses to decide who's essential. Uh, but they have gone and said, if you're in this industry, you can do business. If you're in that industry, you can't. So it's, it's very much the same thing. Um, just because he's coming at it with a motivation that might be pure, doesn't make it, uh, less totalitarian and, you know, more, you know okay the ends uh don't justify the means here um which uh, which unfortunately i think is something that he's he completely missed in the question
6: uh, we have to save lives the exact opposite of the uh, slaughter of six billion jews and, and many uh gypsies and catholics and uh gays and lesbians and russians and, and so many others Uh, That being said, we know that these steps are difficult, and it's not a contest to see what you can get away with. Uh, It's a contest to see how well you can stay at home. Um, You're not, by by not staying at home, by having parties, by congregating, you're not not sticking it to the government, you're not sticking it to to Jared Polis, you're sticking it to yourself, uh, because you're putting yourself and your loved ones in jeopardy and you're prolonging the economic pain and difficulties that your fellow Coloradans face. Now's the time for us to act with unity, to act together, to be able to do the best that we can to stay at home except when absolutely necessary so that we can open up sooner rather than later, so that we can have more freedom quicker rather than later, and that we can create a sustainable way for us to get by as a state and as a country.
0: All right. And then he actually goes into an actual answer. Um, all right. Uh, I I still have a huge problem with the what I view as the overstepping uh, on the part of the government. I don't know of anything in um, the state constitution and certainly not in the U.S. constitution that gives the governor the right to tell me that I can't go somewhere. Uh, to tell a business that they can't operate. Um, I, I think... I think the idea that he can just with the wave of his hand um, and I think that's a flaw in Colorado law that executive orders can be given that way. Um, I don't, I I think that needs to be challenged somehow. Um, And I'm not saying that uh, COVID doesn't exist or shouldn't be taken seriously. Um, But what I am saying is at some point, people have the responsibility for their own safety and that is the price of having freedom. So uh, this idea that, you know, people are going to get sick and possibly die, um, that may be true, but I I don't think the government has the right to do what it's been doing, telling people to stay home, telling businesses they have to close. um, You know, uh, we'll get into it in a minute. I think there's a, uh, you know, stuff where they're telling churches you can't do drive-by services, but Starbucks can do drive-by coffee. Why? Why is the one okay and the other's not? So, uh, yeah, let's see what's what the next uh, pissing me off thing is. Oh, yeah, here we go. This comes from Philly. Um, so apparently the... Um, I don't know if you pronounce it septa or scpta the the uh, philadelphia uh, metro transit Um, from what i understand they have signs on their buses that say that we're asking all passengers to asking to wear masks well there was a guy that wasn't
2: and They got the police involved, and here's what happened. We have more now on a man who was removed from a SEPTA bus for not wearing a mask. Now SEPTA is once again changing its policy. Eyewitness News reporter Alicia Reed has that story.
0: This week, SEPTA operators gained the right to refuse to transport passengers that were not wearing face masks. But after police forcibly removed a rider who was not masked, FROM A BUS THIS MORNING, THAT RULE HAS BEEN RESCINDED. THE MAN WAS PHYSICALLY DRAGGED OFF A SEPTA BUS BY PHILADELPHIA PD AT 11th AND MARKET STREETS. HE WAS RESISTING, HOLDING ON AS TIGHTLY AS HE COULD, REFUSING TO GET OFF. It took about three officers forcibly removing him by holding his hands and leg to drag him outside the vehicle. Before all of that took place, police say he was asked multiple times by the driver and was warned by police to exit the bus or that he would be physically removed. All right, so... uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, good on him for resisting the arrest and whatnot um, probably should have cooperated at that point but I'm sure from his point of view he paid for a ride and was going to get that ride it is public transportation Um, and again from what I understand uh, it it hasn't been or at least at that point had not been mandated that you have to wear a mask Uh, they were requesting it and this guy didn't want to so they got the police involved and dragged his ass off the bus. Uh, as this goes on, and we continue to kind of have this tight grip on us by the government, things like this are going to become more and more common. Uh, it's going to become more and more of a mess. Uh, you know, they, uh, they have to lighten up. Uh, the fact of the matter is that you can't keep everybody safe. It's not the government's job to keep everybody safe. You do the best you can and uh, let people live their lives. Uh, on to another disturbing kind of thing. In Raleigh, North Carolina, there was a protest uh, downtown, uh, which the police said were you know keeping an eye on the situation. <laughs> um, and then, let's see, I'm trying to find where... This is someone asks, here we go. So they also tweeted this. Someone asked like what the problem was and they said protesting is a non-essential activity. Really? Uh, Again, government deciding what's essential and what's not essential. Uh, You have a right to protest. Doesn't matter what the Raleigh Police Department says or any other law enforcement entity. You have a right to protest. The idea that they're going to say that it's not essential is complete bullshit. Uh, I guess there's a protest planned later on this week uh, up in Denver. We'll see what happens with that. I am not going anywhere near that, but um, I kind of, uh, I kind of can get behind the you know the message and the idea there. Um, I don't know if they're going to be trying to practice you know social distancing and stand six feet apart and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's not. You can't decide that uh, constitutional rights are non-essential. Uh, that's kind of what uh, the point was when um, <clears throat> last week, two weeks ago, or something like that. Uh, Trump made it a point to call the uh, firearms industry as an essential industry, so that uh, you know gun shops could stay open. Uh, yeah, we're we're living in interesting times, people. This is pretty bananas um i don't know it's uh i understand that it's hard to balance um you know safety and security and freedom but uh uh, my opinion is you always err on the side of freedom and because that makes it the responsibility of whoever gets hurt or sick you know if they exercise their freedom and that's what it got them then uh, that sucks That was your fault. You should have followed the guidelines and I'm fine with guidelines. Give guidelines. Say maybe you should stand six feet apart. Um, Maybe if you run a certain type of business, you should switch your business model to something that's a little safer while this is going around. But to just tell uh, certain types of businesses that they can't operate at all or that they have to operate the way you say that they have to operate is the government playing favorites. And that is not what should be happening. At all right now. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of what's pissing me off (laughs) for this week. So we're going to get into some sports. There actually is some sports to talk about. And uh, we'll get to that right now. So, uh, this week in sports, we just have one thing to talk about. Um, half Thor Bjornsson known as the mountain, uh, former world's strongest man, um, reigning three time Arnold strongman, classic champion, uh, is going to be, um, <clears throat> attempting to break, uh, Eddie Hall's record of, uh, 500 kilograms in the deadlift. So, this has been a lot of hullabaloo in strongman circles with this. Um, he's going to be doing it at his the gym that he owns. Uh, they're going to bring in... I, I don't know if it's going to be like uh, Skype or Zoom or something, but there, there are going to be judges, um, legit judges that have judged events very similar to this in the past. <clears throat> um, and the... Uh, whatever governing body is going with oh there you go World's Ultimate Strongman which needs to change their acronym because it spells out WUS Um, uh, I guess it's going to be you know who's kind of officiating and who's uh, who it's not a competition I guess it's more like an exhibition Um, but anyways they're going to be like the governing body for this Uh, but ESPN will be airing it live (laughs) because there is nothing else for them to show right now. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, it will be happening on May 2nd, uh, and I'm not sure what time. Yes, I don't know if this shows. So, check out ESPN's website um, to find out. Uh, there's been a lot, but there's been a lot of controversy because he's doing it at a gym and not in a competition. So some people say a record like that shouldn't count. Um, <clears throat> there are counters to that. That uh, there have been records broken in a similar vein. Uh, a lot of times at the Arnold. In fact, Rogue, the uh, the equipment producer, does a whole series called Record Breakers. And a lot of times, it's not even a contest. It's just one person going for a record in a lift. So how is that different? Um, I'd say it really isn't, you know, uh, the, the one thing that would be a disadvantage I think is not having an audience, uh, which, which he, you know, he'll have a limited audience. There might be five or 10 people there uh, if they're following, you know, the same kind of social distancing, no gatherings of over 10 people rules that we're following here. <clears throat> so we'll see uh should be fun uh i definitely want to see it um and once video is out we'll probably show it here so uh but tune into espn on may 2nd to see that um and that brings us to this week in his story and of course i can't there we go there's the scene Alrighty. So this week in his story, April sixteenth, seventeen oh five, Queen Anne of England knighted, uh from then on, known as Sir Isaac Newton. Uh <laughs> before that he was just Isaac Newton. Uh the guy that came up, uh ironically enough in quarantine, came up with uh the theory of uh or the the idea of uh um gravity. There you go. Uh or some theories on it. I think they kind of knew that it existed, but he put a name to it um, and uh, also came up with calculus. That's how bored he was on his quarantine. He invented calculus. Uh, (laughs) April 17th, uh, 1492, Christopher Columbus signs a contract with Spain to find a Western route to the Indies, uh, which he, failed to do but uh, found uh, the Americas or at least became the first white person to find the Americas um, let's see April 18th 1521 one of my favorite people in history Martin Luther doubles down uh, he confronts the Emperor Charles V and refuses to retract the views which led to his excommunication so they were kind of one of those okay you have one more chance Say those theses, uh, you didn't mean it. And he went, no, I meant it. So, fucking outlaw. It's awesome. Um, let's see, April... Where are we at? There we go. 19th, 1775. The American Revolution uh, begins as fighting breaks out in Lexington, Massachusetts. This is, uh, of course, shortly after the... Uh, Paul Revere's ride saying that the British are coming through Lexington and then uh, some sad history Um, April 20th 1999 two students enter Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado and open fire killing 13 students and teachers wounding 25 and eventually shooting themselves Uh, one of the worst cool shootings ever and finally oh not finally sorry um, April 21st 1918 German fighter ace Baron von Richthofen known as the Red Baron is shot down and killed during World War One. and now finally April 22nd 1904 marks the birth of Robert J. Oppenheimer the physicist and director of the Manhattan Project the guy behind the atomic bomb obviously there were more than just him but he was he was the guy in charge of the project so it was it really was his baby um and that does it for our show as well as this week in his story thank you all so much for joining us um thanks to our sponsors exo autoworks and harmonic studios madrid maintenance and morty on the move thanks to you for watching. Uh, of course, you can find us on the web at uh, mantoolsmedia.com. <clears throat> uh, we're on all of the social media at mantoolsmedia. Media. Uh, do please consider uh, joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash mantoolsmedia. Patronage starts at just $2 a month. You can also buy our premium content a la carte at Gumroad.com slash Mantools Media and uh, get your Mantools merch at Mantools um Yeah, we don't really have anything firmed up in the schedule right now, so uh, just tune in next week and we'll see what happens. Thanks for joining us and good night. <music>
2: Amazon Business honors Jill Lau, Chief Procurement Officer of Global Network Bank. Last week, Jill saved big and used Amazon Business to help her team buy 327 headsets. Now Bob can keep his conversations to himself.
6: Wait, am I still on speakerphone?
2: With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Thank you for holding Hang it up, Bob.